Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, The Friendly Show. Okay, let me fix this. So I was not going to do a virtual background because I didn't want to screw up the settings like I did for the last three shows. Things have been going wrong. But then I saw the green, the uh, pink glow, and I thought it was really cool. But then I saw what it's doing when I teeth, and that's weird. So we'll just get rid of that. There we go. So welcome to the friendly show, everyone. I am so excited for this episode. Um, as you guys know, Wednesday nights at eight, uh, we do a live recording and that is all for the, um, audience. So it is back and forth with you guys about whatever topic we talked about throughout the week. Uh, that's your chance to kind of answer or ask questions and make your comments and all that kind of thing. For this episode, this is the off episode, but more for our audio listeners. So in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else that you listen to your podcast. Um, so thank you so much if you are listening to it in the audio version. This is for you. And um, I really do hope that you come on over to either Facebook or YouTube or somewhere on Wednesday and you start joining the community um, to be a part of the show. But in the meantime, uh, I do this extra show and this week, what I wanted to talk about was uh, Hello Happy. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because there's quite a few of you guys that have messaged me privately and been like, what is Hello Happy? And what happened was Hello Happy, What? and I think I talked about it on the show like when we first started kind of like my transition to this podcast, um, but I thought I would dive into it a little bit deeper today. So if you are in our Facebook group and you've been in there a while, then you know what this is all about and you don't really have to listen to this episode if you don't want to. If you're new to The Friendly Show, then you're probably also new to the idea of Hello Happy. And what that is, it's an acronym that I created um, to give us ways to actually think about our happiness. So I believe that happiness is a choice and I hear that a lot and I agree with it, but I also understand why people get so angry about it because when I'm in something that is not happy, quote unquote, joyful, when it's not a good time, I don't want to hear happiness is a choice, right? It's like, screw you, man. Like I'm going through something right now. However, the fact of the matter is it is is a choice and you can choose to be happy or joyful. I'm not going to get hung up on semantics. It's you choose the word that you want. People will talk about happiness being something that's external and joyful being an inner state. You guys know what I'm talking about. So when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about it all. I'm talking about external events that are making us happy. I'm talking about internal being that we feel happy, that we feel joyful. And that is a choice. But it's also a choice to sit in the garbage that we're in. And I think there's a place for both of them. I think there's a place for us to sit in the discomfort of where we are, the sadness of where we are, the anger of where we are, whatever you're going through, then I think we need to feel it. I think we need to be in it. But the whole idea is that we're going through it. And if you're not moving through it, then you're not going through it. You're just sitting in it. And then how are you supposed to get out? 
right? And that's what ends up happening. I think we sit in it for too long or we wallow in it too long or we do something even worse and we surround ourselves with people that are feeling the same way. And so then it's kind of a group think of, yeah, you're right. No, we're, we're, you know, the world is a horrible place and, oh my gosh, my health is never going to get better. But you can also choose to be around people that will show you the goodness in the world, that will show you that there is something worth living for. There show you the good things in you, the character in you, the potential in you. And so you get to choose um, how you're going to decide how you're going to feel in that moment, whatever that moment is. And you and you get to choose when you move out of certain things and move through other things. So the happy is a an acronym that I use, and I've been sharing it with a lot of my friends. I've been sharing it with um, a lot of people in the group prior to it being the show. And what the acronym is for is for us at the end of the day or even through the day, we start, once you're really using it, you'll see it everywhere. It's our, reti- re- what is it called? reticular activating system inside of our brain is that part of the brain that's always trying to kind of filter everything out and it wants to just look at what you need. It it focuses on what is important to you at that time. So if we have a framework about what to look for these happy, like where to look for these happy moments, then we'll start seeing those happy moments a lot more often. So these are the five areas that I suggest that we look for those happy areas. And there's a million of them. This is not an end-all be-all. However, if you can find happy areas in all of these areas, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be living a pretty darn good life. So the five areas are health, right? So H-A-P-P-Y, health, affection, but affection for yourself. So how do you show yourself that you love yourself or that you like yourself? Okay. Um, And I'm going to kind of go into each one of these a little bit more on the show, but so it's health, affection for ourselves, purpose. What's your purpose and how are you living into that? Partnerships, because uh, the relationships that we have with others uh, is really, really important. There's no R in happy, so I made it partnerships, but it's the same idea. And what partnership is, well, I'll get into that a little bit deeper in a minute. And then youthfulness. So how do we kind of live into our youthfulness um, every day? So those are the five areas that we get to start thinking and looking for those happy moments throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, when we go to bed and we lay our head on the pillow and we're ready to go to bed, a lot of us have a hard time sleeping because what are we thinking about? We're thinking about... um, Oh, that's good. I'm just looking over. So Mike's here. Hey, Mike. So Mike's here and he says, you sound great. Well, that is awesome. I checked all my settings. I started my computer over before I started. So we're good. Um, so when we go to bed, the reason why a lot of us, and yes, there might be medical reasons. You might've had too much caffeine. You might be on pills that are a stimulant. There's all these things about your sleep, right? So I, again, this podcast is not meant to be a doctor. I'm not I'm not doing anything around this. However, what I will suggest is that a lot of the sleep problems that we have is because before we go to bed, we're on our phone and usually not looking at like really happy, cozy things that are going to make us like just drift off to sleep. We're playing a game that's jarring 
or we're looking at news or we're looking at other people's things or we're comparing ourselves to other people on our phone. And then we turn it off and we go to bed and then we start thinking, oh my gosh, they're going on vacation and I don't even have money for this and I don't have this and I don't have that. And oh my gosh, like all of these things went wrong today. How am I ever going to fix that? Oh, this is what I have to do tomorrow. And that's where our brain goes, right? And what happens is you're now focusing on that. And then that is what your brain is using for the rest of the night. And so when you wake up, you're going to feel a lot more drained. You're going to feel like you're just, you're behind the eight ball when you wake up because your body and your mind has been trying to deal with all of that through the night. And when you wake up, the last thing that you were thinking of, that's the first thing that's going to be on your mind when you wake up. So that's why you wake up and you check your phone and you look for the email and you look for this. And that's not the best way to go to bed. But if you can go to bed and start practicing that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to say three things that I'm really grateful for. And I'm going to really try to feel grateful for that. Not just say it, but feel it. And then I'm going to look at those five areas and I'm going to find where I found my happy moments throughout the day. And remember those and think about those and drift off to sleep with those. And the cool thing is, is that if you, I doubt that if you go to bed, you're not going to be able to find at least one of those areas that you had something that you can be happy for. But if for some reason you had just a really bad day or you're just in a negative headspace that you just can't see those moments. And I promise you, if you start making that every single night, it will actually become easier because your brain will start looking for them. But what's cool about it is that affection for yourself, you can actually do that. You can say, okay, you know what? Before I go to bed, I'm going to say three things that I love about myself. And there's showing yourself that you love yourself and you get to do that. And then you get to check that off and say, okay, good. I can be happy about that. And then go to bed and you are going to sleep better because you're going into that peaceful, happy feeling. You're going to wake up more so with that. Maybe not all the time, but this is an experiment and it can get better as you go. Um, so it, like everything that I suggest, it's always an experiment. Will it work for you? I don't know. It works for a lot of people. Um, but I always suggest if you're going to try something, try it and try it for, try it for longer than a day, try it for a week or try it for a month. You know, we're going into a new month, February. That could be the month that you try the hello happy before you go to bed. So let me get back to the five areas and, and what those are all about. Um, Okay. So actually I'm going to just see here. So we've got Facebook users again, you guys, if you guys want to go and you can um, give permission to StreamYard, I think you might just have to do that every single time, unfortunately. Um, so this came in at the very beginning and it was, that's so true. You got, got to keep walking. I think that was when we were talking about moving through all of those feelings. And then we've got somebody else that says health, affection, love yourself, how purpose, what is your purpose, partnerships, relationships, youthfulness. What are you doing to bring out your youthfulness? Oh, that's wonderful. So this is somebody that's taking notes for me. I wonder if that's Mel. Um, and then somebody else said, I never bring my phone into my room at night. That is amazing. Also, I don't know who that is, but that is really good. That's a huge, huge tip. Um, and something that I have fallen back into, I wasn't doing it for a very long time. And then I fell back into it the last probably week or two and it's showing, it's showing. So here are the, here are the, 
five things. So the health, that's pretty self-explanatory. But what I will say is that little things can really make a dent in our health. So it doesn't have to be like a whole revamp of your diet and a whole like, I'm going to spend three hours a day at the gym and I'm going to do, you know, I'm only going to be eating like carnivore and I'm going to, it doesn't have to be that drastic. It can literally be, I'm going to drink more water today. And then when you go to bed, you're like, man, yeah, I, I, drank way more water today than I drank yesterday. Even if you want your goal to be drinking half of your body weight in water and you're not there yet, but you drank, you know, like six cups of water and you're used to drinking like one or two, that's something you can be happy and proud about, right? So that's what this whole thing is all about. It's not about those drastic big victories that we're going to celebrate. It's just these little wins that compounded if we do them every day, we're going to have a better life. I told you guys, I lost 20 pounds last year with not trying to lose 20 pounds. It was the first year in over, over 25 years that my New Year's resolution was not to lose weight. Every year it's, I'm going to lose 15 pounds or 20 pounds. Last year was just to give myself grace. And I just did the things that I knew I wanted to do to make me feel better, to give me energy, to, to make me happier And I ended up losing the 20 pounds because I did these little things all along. So that's what the health is, is just picking these little things that can really move the dial and whatever that is for you. And I have suggestions of the things that have helped me. And I share those with you guys, especially in our Facebook group. And I'll be doing that in Patreon um, because giving tips. And that's why I want you to share it with us because the things that you're doing This is a friendship circle. This is where we're going to learn from each other, right? Like it's not all about me telling you guys just like what my experience is, but we have a thread going on in Facebook right now about when we're going to bed and people are sharing. Like some people don't go to bed until much later and they feel okay, but a lot of people are trying to get into that 10 to 11 because there's so much science behind it. So this really needs to be, or at least I want it to be, a friendship circle where we are sharing ideas. So the health one is kind of an easy one because we've all focused on it for so long. But we can know the things that we have to do, but then are we actually doing it? Because that's the only time that we see change, right? The affection, we hear a lot of like, you know, what's your love language? And so like, how do you show affection to other people? And oh my gosh, like I just, I love so-and-so. So so I want to like make sure that I'm always giving, you know, him words of affirmation or doing, um, what are the other ones? Gifts. I'm giving him gifts or I'm, um, acts of service. Like there's all of these different love languages, but what's yours? What do you need to really show yourself that you love yourself? Right? Like that's what I want to see. And that's, those are the happy moments that really matter. Um, it's nice to do nice things for other people, but I'll tell you, if you're doing nice things for yourself, it becomes much easier to do nice things for other people. So the affection is for yourself. How do you show yourself that you love yourself? And I'll tell you the number one thing is to do what you say you're going to do. Keep your promises to yourself. It's hard, but if you do that, everything else falls into place. The next one is purpose. So purpose is, um, it doesn't have to be anything really, really big. It can be, this is like, I know this is what I was meant to do. This is what my mission is. And this is, and that's great. And how are you stepping into that? Are you stepping into it? Are you shying away from it? 
But it also might be, you know what? I don't know. Like I just, I mean, I, I really do think I'm meant to be a mom and I like, I love my children and that's like my everything right now. That might be your purpose. And there is nothing wrong with that. People are talking about like, don't lose yourself in your kids. I don't think that we need, I don't think you should be losing yourself in your kid. However, if that's your purpose right now and you really are loving being a mom, love being a mom and be a mom and don't worry about like, what is your bigger purpose of what you're supposed to be doing, but use the happy acronym to make sure that you're still taking care of your health and your affection to yourself, right? And your partnerships with the people around you and your youthfulness. So if you don't lose touch with all of that, then the purpose part, it's important because we have to have a reason to wake up in the morning, but you don't have to get on yourself because I have a lot of friends that are like, you know, I, I, I know that I need to be more than just a mom. Why? If that's your purpose and that's what makes you feel really good. And I know that this is like a, it's such a controversial, like such a big topic. Um, and I'm not a mom, so I don't get it. But I really do think that if we start spending more time, you know, on ourselves as a parent, then we can really dive into being a parent and not feeling like we're not giving ourselves that, that goodness that we need, you know, to feel fulfilled. So, um, but also your purpose may just be to make other people happy. Like, and that might just be when you're out for a walk, go and smile at people. Like, don't look down, don't be on your phone, look up and smile at people. And that's contagious and that'll make you feel good. And that might be your purpose. Um, I've got so many stories every single day that I go for a walk, these cool stories that happen with with just strangers. Yesterday when I went for a walk, I'll just share a couple of them with you. Yesterday I went for a walk. Um, I did a video, I think you guys probably saw, where I took a break and I was sitting on a park bench at, at, this, at the river and just taking video of how beautiful it was. There was ice in the water. The sky was perfect. Everything was really cool. And what I didn't realize is that there was a guy that was watching me and he was wa- walking his dog and he was watching me from a little ways away. And um, so I got up and I was ready to go on my walk and he just started waving at me. So I was like, oh, hi. So I walked over to him and I was like, hey, how are you doing? And no idea who this is. He doesn't know who I am. And he's like, because you look like you're having a really great time. And I was like, I am. You do too. So does your puppy. And we started talking. And it was such a cool exchange. So his name's Jim. He's from my neighborhood. We've lived in the same area for my entire life, 43 years. Never met this man before. And um, he told me all about his wife. He told me about where he just moved. Um, He said this was something that was really cool. He was like, I am a very lucky man. And I was like, oh, that's wonderful. That's a great way to look at life. And um, and he goes, well, let me just tell you, he's like, things always happen for me because I wake up and I know that I'm lucky because I'm breathing. And I was like, oh, so now I'm thinking that he had some sort of like big life scare. He didn't. That's just the way that he looks at his life. He's just like, every day that we wake up, we're lucky to be here. And I just make sure that I remind myself of that. And he goes, and now he said, things just happen to me. And he told me, (laughs) he just told me the story. It was so sweet. He was like, we needed blackout blinds. And I had bought a couple and at the store and they were the last ones. And I went home and I installed them. And then my wife was like, we need two more. 
And she was like, but she knew that they were the last ones. And he's like, it's okay. I'm lucky. I know that they'll be there. And so he went back to the store the next day and he's like, I know they'll be there. And they had two more that they had brought in from the back and put them on the shelves. And he's like, I got the last two. And it was the last. So he got the last ones twice in a row. And I think that's like a really big thing. The way that we look at our life is the way that our life ends up being created. Yes, shitty things are still going to happen. But if we can kind of if we can kind of just like live into how we want to feel and how we want to show up, things are going to come to us. It's just it's fascinating. So anyway, that story I was telling because it was kind of about my purpose, about really like letting people know that they're not alone. That's the whole purpose of this show is that we we have a friendship circle. You have a friendship circle. If you're listening to this, you have a friendship circle now. Like that's what I want this to be. I don't want this to be a group of anything more than friends just, you know, talking to each other and helping each other grow. Like that's my ultimate dream. And so when I'm out, I really like being that way with people. And that's part of my purpose. But then it leads right into the partnerships. So partnerships, I kind of like the fact that there was no R in happy and I had to call it partnerships because relationships, it has this connotation of like, okay, it's like a a tight relationship with somebody, right? Like the, it's my significant other or it's my family or it's a, a good friend. But really, it's not. There's so many different variations and levels of friendship and of relationship. But partnership, all that means is two people that are engaged in the same activity at the same time. So if you think about it, when you're on a walk and you're walking past somebody, that moment that you are looking at each other and you're both walking towards each other, in that moment, you're in partnership, right? Because you're both on a walk, so you're both doing the same thing at the same time in the same location, like you're right there, you're in partnership. So that gives you the opportunity to be able to connect with that person, smile at that person, make eye contact with that person, and who knows, you might even have conversation with that person. So there was another, when I was leaving that guy from that walk, um, I was crossing the street and I walked, I was walking down our main street Riverside, well, one of our main streets, Riverside. And there was this guy and he was like a Uber Eats guy or DoorDash or something. And he had his like bag of food that he had to go and he's looking on his phone and he's looking super confused. And I walked by him and then I was like, he's obviously lost. Like what is happening? So I walked back to him and I said, Hey man, do you need help? And he's like, yeah, here. And he shows me his his map. And he's like, I can't find this house. And so I didn't know. So I just looked at the the addresses. Right. And I was like, well, it looks like it's that way. And I said, it's a little ways down there, I think, based on the numbers. And he's like, oh, OK, I guess I'll get in my car and I'll go. And I said, OK. So I ended up running. I'm not a runner, but I ran and it was about three blocks away. Well, by the time he got onto the street and there was a lot of traffic. So by the time he got onto the street and started driving up, I found the house. And so I was able to stand in front of the house and kind of wave him in. He was so happy. He yells out, thank you so much. Thank you. Like it made his day and it was fun. It wasn't a boring walk for me. I mean, 
walks aren't really boring for me. I love them. I could literally walk for eight hours a day. But for the most part, because I was in partnership with that guy, that was cool. That was like a cool little um, exchange, you know, that we had. So I was telling my mom today, I was like, you know, people say that they're lonely and they don't have anybody to talk to. But if they got out and they went to walking trails, like if you get out and you go to a walking trail or go to like, if you're in Windsor, go to the river and go up and down. There's people walking all the time. And you make eye contact with people and you smile and you say something funny or like a quick little like, we went on a trail this morning, me and my girlfriend, and it was just a loop that we did. (laughs) And so we said hi to this one couple and we were like, oh, be careful. There's black ice and whatever. And then we obviously met them again on the other half of the trail because it was just a loop. And so I was like, hey, I just saw your twins over there. They didn't catch it onto it right away, but then they did. And they were like, ah, that's so funny. So then the next time we saw them, then he says, what did he say? He said something like, uh, oh, I missed you. We haven't seen you in so long. These were little engagements of like friendly banter that you wouldn't have if you were just staying in your apartment or staying in your house. And that brings you joy. Like, at least it brings me joy. And I think it brings a lot of people joy because you're able to be in connection with people. And that's what we thrive, you know, on. And that's what we all crave. So my, one of my little tips on partnership is for you to be in partnership with the cashier, with the person that you're walking by, not just the big relationships, but even the small little partnerships. And then at the end of the day, again, you can reflect back on that and see some like really good times that you had throughout the day. And then the next one, the last one is youthfulness. And so that can be so far reaching. That can be, you know, when you think of youthfulness, you think of like playfulness and like, you know, going to the jungle gym and going and playing or being on the swing set or, you know, playing a board game or something that like a kid would do. But also just living into the spirit of a childlike spirit, either being curious, um, being curious or being um what are some of the other things that like that kids do that you're just like, oh my gosh, like carefree or nonchalant or, you know, asking why. I know that if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you're probably cringing because you're like, if my kid asked me why one more time every time that there's something, but why, but why? Okay. I get it. Sort of annoying. However, it's a really good question to ask that as adults, we don't ask enough. So that's what I say. When I say being youthful, it's not just the play, but it's that curiosity. It's that that courageous kind of listening to yourself and like just kind of like drumming to your own beat. Like that's what I want. And it doesn't have to be anything big or dramatic. None of these do but just these little things. And then at the end of the day, we get to look back at it and be like, man, that was pretty cool. That was really fun. And it makes us look at the world differently as well. You know, like when we're in this, the rain, there's a lot of rain that's going on right now. In the rain as an adult, you could be like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up and I got to get my umbrella and I got to get all these things. But if you see kids, they love it. They think it's so cool. And it's not going to make us melt. And it's not going to yeah, it might ruin your hair, but you can fix your hair, right? Like it might ruin your clothes, but like if you know it's raining, put a rain jacket on, right? And then just walk in the rain. 
I don't dancing, I think is the coolest thing. Jumping in puddles, I do all the time. I think it's so fun. But if you're not there yet, what I suggest is you walk in the rain. When you're going from your car to the store, walk, look up, and just like be in the rain. It's a really cool feeling. And kids do it all the time. We don't do it enough. And I just suggest go ahead and do that. Okay. So those are the five things. Um, Okay. So now, and I just want these to be quick. I want these like audio version ones to be quick for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Now I'm going to go and for the last like 10 minutes or however long we have kind of questions coming in or comments coming in, I'm going to do kind of the audience piece because the friend part of it is my favorite part of it. So I can't just do an audio show. Um, but we'll do that now. So Janice is here. Hello. So that was Janice. Okay. So she was the one taking notes. Thank you so much. Um, and Melanie is here. Hello. Hello. Somebody says, awesome, man. I don't know what that was referring to. That's the only downfall with not doing this in time in sync. Um, and then this person, which I'm guessing is Janice, tell me if it's Melanie or somebody else, says, I wake up and reflect every morning. I feel grateful and lay and think, what am I doing today? What do I want to accomplish? Then I smile and get up and start my day in joy. Mm, I love that. It is so good. Janice says, yes, it's Janice. Janice, that is awesome. I absolutely love Love, love, love that. And you know what? That's a big part of it. Like being grateful. Um, I was listening to, I think it was Tony Robbins and he was, it's on YouTube. He has his like incantation kind of thing that he does every morning. I think he said he does it. Anyway, it was really, really cool. And I suggest that you kind of look at it. Maybe I'll put it in our Facebook group. Um, He does this thing. I mean, he does this breathing thing, right? To get you into a different state. But then he also does this um, gratitude practice. But instead of just saying, what are the three things that you're grateful for? He actually goes through and thinks about a moment, whether that moment was earlier in the day or yesterday, last week or 10 years ago. And he takes that moment and he brings it forward to right now. And then puts himself into that state. What was he feeling? What was he saying? What were other people saying to him? What did it smell like? What did it look like? What did it feel like? And he kind of does this thing. And then he does that for three things. And, but sits in it and really embodies that feeling that he's grateful for this thing. And then does those three. And then one after the other, but sitting in it for a couple minutes. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and I think I'm going to start incorporating that when I'm doing my gratitude practice, like when I'm thinking about it, because I am, um, guilty of just kind of being like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful that I'm awake. I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful for the sun beating on my face, but then not really like taking it in and like really living into it. Um, that's, what's really cool about our brains is that our brain is completely enclosed. There's no light. There is nothing. It is completely enclosed in darkness. And yet we can process light and feelings and we can change the way we feel based on memories and based on thoughts, thoughts about the future 
that haven't happened yet. But if we can be um, imaginative enough, then our brain actually doesn't know if that's reality or not. Like our brain is so fascinating. So um, also, I'm going to leave one more thing with you guys because this is what I do with my friends and my friends know like, okay, she's just going to like anything she knows, she's going to share. And that's what I love about this podcast and our community and everything. But I just learned this. And this was from um, David Goggins. Well, actually, David Goggins was having a um, podcast episode with Andrew Huberman. And Andrew Huberman was talking about this research. Anyway, here's the research. There's a part in your brain that actually changes when you do something that you don't want to do. And this part of our brain grows the more that we do things that we don't want to do. And it actually gets smaller when we kind of sit in like a more complacent, just doing the comfort zone kind of things. Um, It's actually much smaller in obese people and much larger in athletes. And what they have said is that people that live like long lives if they have this, that they've trained their brain, that they're going to be, um, and I don't know what the name of it. It was like a three word part of your brain, but it actually stays and maintains its, its, uh, size even well into your adulthood, like, uh, like into your, uh, future. If you keep doing these things that you don't want to do. So, and it doesn't have to be anything like really big. It can just be, you know, like I, I don't want to have a cold shower. I don't want to go into the cold at like at the end where it's really cold. And I do that every single morning. And especially in the winter, you guys, it is like I get to five seconds and I'm like, there's no way I could do this. This is awful. But then I do it and I tell myself, you're not quitting until 90 seconds. You're going to do it for 90 seconds. And I'll tell you, I probably do it for longer than 90 seconds because it's so darn cold that I lose count on my thing. I'm like 30, 31, 32, 30, 31, 30. And that happens to me every time. So I probably am doing two minutes. But what I didn't realize is that it's actually – um, helping my brain grow. And it's just, it's the coolest thing. So if you're doing a diet that you don't want to do, but you know that it's good for you and you don't want to, but you do that thing, you resist that sugar, you drink more water, you exercise a little bit longer, you go out into the cold, you go out into the rain, you do all these things that you don't want to do, your brain is actually getting bigger. Parts of your brain is actually getting bigger. Like fascinating. So cool. Um, okay. So then somebody else says, but what about when the sun isn't shining? Be grateful for everything bright and dull. They are all on the same scale. This is definitely Janice. Janice, I love you so much. There is something to be grateful for in everything. Absolutely. 100%. I completely, completely agree. Um, yeah. And so for me, I'm always grateful when the sun is shining (laughs) just because I love the feeling of it. Like I, it's really, I'm very susceptible to the, um, light. I am grateful for all of the things like I'm, I really am, but I'm extra grateful and I can feel that happiness like bubble up in me when the sun comes out. I had been walking for about a week where there was no sun and yesterday the sun was out and I was just like, I felt like it was spring. 
like it was still 30 degrees or 32 degrees. So it was still freezing. Um, but I literally felt like it was spring. I, I felt like I could just put a pair of shorts on and a tank top and go and live my life um, because of the sun. So that's why I made that example. But I completely agree with you. Bright and dull, there's something to be grateful in all of it. Um, okay, so you guys, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Melanie, Janice, um, everybody that is here. Uh, what is this? Oh, there's nothing here. Okay, so I don't know why, what came up there, but that's okay. So we got through this and I think it worked without any hiccups. So I'm super excited because I was very nervous about doing this podcast because if you guys listen to me, uh, you guys know that last week I tried three times and all three times had problems, different problems. And I just, I was so nervous about trying today, Um, but it worked out. So, you know, you just keep going. Oh, it was a smiley face. Okay. So thank you guys so much for being here and we will see you on Wednesday at eight o'clock for our live show. Um, and in that show, we'll talk about maybe the hello, happy, what you think about it. Uh, we'll also talk about it being a new month. Um, so on Thursday, it's going to be a new month. So what does that mean for you? What are you planning on doing? Are you planning on, are you one of those people that are like, okay, it's a new month. It's a new me. Um, we we're also into our fifth week of 2024. So we can also talk about that. Like, where did your first four weeks go? Did you, are you on track with the goals that you had set for yourself? Are you feeling the way you want to feel? We can talk about all the things or whatever you guys bring up. So I'll see you guys Wednesday at eight o'clock. I love you very much. Big, big hugs to all of you. I'm your friend and host of The Friendly Show, and I'm so happy to be doing this with you. Love you. Bye.